Welcome back to our listeners, and you're tuning in to another 15-minute reset. I am your host, Lori Carice. Today, I have with me Jocelyn Morin, nurse, and she is the CEO of her own company here, Luxentis. So um, we're going to take a little career reset here, ladies. So listen in as we talk about becoming a more well-rounded leader by taking a career break. So Jocelyn, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be talking about this topic. Uh, it, it impacted me personally. Uh, I'm just going to start by telling you a little bit about how I became a CEO because not only do I have my own leadership and team training company, I am also the CEO of a software company, which I don't own. And it's that journey that launched me into this people leadership, people-centric leadership that I'm super passionate about. And so the reason why it's so um, close to me is that I never actually planned on becoming a CEO. I wasn't planning on becoming an executive. And how that happened really is when I decided to take a break from my own career. So I left my stable, well-paying government job and my husband and I pretty much sold everything and we went off and lived on our sailboat. And so we traveled for 13 months on our sailboat and then we kind of realized you know what, this was an amazing adventure, but it's not a lifestyle for us. And so then we're like, okay, well, this was our plan. Now what? And so uh, then we decided, let's get a motorhome. And then we lived on that for four years. And uh, all throughout all of that, obviously, I had to earn income. So I was earning money through writing and doing various positions of convenience. And when we decided, okay, again, that was time. That was like five years of our lives where we had this nomadic lifestyle. Uh, we decided, okay, what's the next phase? And so we decided to uh, just become fixed address again. And in that time, I thought, okay, what do I want? Like, what, what did I have before? And do I still want this? And so it set me off in getting to know myself better. And that is actually one of the things that is super important about being an impactful leader is getting to know ourselves. Because we need to understand, first of all, what do we enjoy doing? What are we passionate about? What can we teach others? And in getting to know ourselves, what are our own triggers? What do we bring into leadership? So then when we have these conversations with our team members, we have a better sense of, okay, I, I get the feeling this person's being argumentative, but are they really, or is it something that we're bringing with us from our past? And so that's kind of one of the first uh, important things in leadership, getting to know yourself. And that is something that you gain from stepping away from what you're doing in the day to day. And so just to continue how I ended up is then I said, okay, what do I want? I think I want to run my own business. And so I said, okay, I'm going to grow my writing business. I feel that I'm impactful there. I enjoy it. Let's do that. And at the same time, I wanted a little bit more stability. So I said, okay, how could I do that? Hey, and then I found this administrative assistant position. For me, that 
is work that is easy for me to do. Just I'm extremely well organized. My mind just works that way. So for me, it's something that I could do easily while building my writing business. But as I was exposed to this software world, I, I started seeing that, hey, I can have a really impressive impact here. I can help. I can make the organization better. I can help with the financials. I can do all these things. And so I started learning and growing and volunteering for stuff. And then I became director of accounts and content. And then eventually I became their COO. And then eventually they asked me to be their CEO. And so it was really in taking that career break that it launched me in the completely different direction. So let me ask you this, um, a career break. Do you feel like that was a huge discovery for yourself? Like what did you really discover about yourself during that break? One of the biggest things is not fearing things, not working out as expected. There's this idea that, oh, failure is bad. If you have a plan, it doesn't work out the way you wanted it to, it's bad. It's not. You just learn from it. It just becomes bad if you don't learn from it. Like if things don't work out as expected and then you're like down on yourself being, oh, that didn't work out. Oh, I'm such a, a, a failure. I'm a, a bad person at whatever. I don't have this skill or whatever it, reason that you find to put yourself down for not having been successful. Instead, look and say, okay, this didn't work out as expected. Why did it not work out as expected? Is there something in there that will help push me in a direction where I will be successful? Or maybe even uncovering something that you enjoy more. Because I was not one, like a lot of people know exactly what they're going to do. Their career is set and they're going in this one direction. I was not one of those people. I was someone who just was living on what I needed to do, not I want what I wanted to do. It was like, I need to do this thing to earn this much. Okay, I will go down that path as opposed to, you know what? I really enjoy this. Let's find a way to make money doing that because I really enjoy that. And so in not fearing failure, it also includes understanding what you don't want in that failure, that, that whatever thing didn't work out, saying, okay, this didn't work out. I'm going to go away from this. Even if you don't know what you want, something, sometimes knowing what you don't want actually pushes you in the right direction because then you're just walking away from what you don't want until you gain more perspective, learn more, and then figure out what you do want. Okay. So that's a huge asset. That's a gain. How about a loss? During that down, down time, do you feel like you lost any skill or lost like the social media connection? You know, it's like when we all go through, so I'm a 14 year entrepreneur and for me to step out of my comfort zone and go work for somebody else right now, I know I have a huge list of assets that I've learned. At the same time, there are some very common office skills I'm probably not in touch with because I just don't apply them to my own business. So I look at that as, you know, a disadvantage. Okay, I'm going to jump back into an office and I don't know how to do this, you know, simple software tool because it's not something I needed. I know I can do it, but, mm -hmm. you know, it is that challenge, you know, when, when you're competing, let's say for a job. Do you yeah. feel like you had anything during that lost time 
that you felt like, ooh, ooh, I got, I got to brush up on this, or I haven't been much on, on social media, which is probably a grace. <laughs> That's probably a really good thing. But if you use the tools, you know, for business, like it, it could be something that holds you back. Like, oh wow, okay, you know, TikTok really exploded during this time, or something else. Tell me about something like that. Give me an example. Absolutely. Uh, there are a couple of things that come to mind because obviously, when I started talking about this plan of leaving my stable well-paying job to do this. Hey, I'm going to go live on a boat. There were a lot of negative voices <laughs> uh, and, and some of it were quite accurate. Well, you have to decide whether it's something that matters. And so a couple of things that I heard was, well, you can't do this. You're going to ruin your career. And the second one was, these are your prime earning years. This is going to impact you forever. And uh, the third one you mentioned skills uh, was that, well, you'll become irrelevant in terms of depending on how long you're gone, you're, you're just going to lose all those skill sets. So for sure, by focusing on at the time writing and positions of convenience, I kept a certain minimum of skills, but I wasn't growing the way I could have been had I stayed in that position. And so, yes, there are some things that you lose. There is a trade-off. It's not all gain. At the same time, you kind of have to determine, is that trade-off worth it? And at this end, for me, it certainly set me off on a, a better path. And I would say that so one of the things, example, was marketing. When I went back, I had a lot of experience in marketing before taking my career break. And then I got back into it five years later and they were like, wow, in five years, marketing has changed. Like your marketing skills are pretty much irrelevant right now. It's like, wow, okay, thanks. Um, but <laughs> I was like, that's okay. I'll, I can get those back up because it doesn't take long to gain back skills. It's not like I was a brand new person who had never worked anywhere before, you know, this new graduate with no experience or, or whatever. I was somebody who had a lot of experience. It was just a question of dusting it off. And so it comes back much more quickly. And yeah, for sure. It means accepting that some people will treat you as though you have no experience. It, I mean, there were positions that I was in that, you know, they, they spoke to me as though I had never worked anywhere before in my life. And I was like, that's okay. That's on you. I have my own journey. I spent no time trying to defend myself. Saying, no, you have to listen to me because I have prior experience. So that's fine. You don't want to listen to me. That's okay. I have my own journey of discovery here. I know what I'm doing. And I'm just going to keep gaining skills, um, taking some self-paced courses, doing, speaking to people, um, trying to uh, get myself more involved in the business to gain real life experience faster. And because again, I had all this knowledge and this experience base as a professional, it didn't take me as long to gain new skills because I, I already had something to rely on. I had a, a mentality to rely on, a mindset, uh, all those things, professional experience to rely on. And so uh, it's a lot easier to learn skills than growth as a person. And I would say like when I'm hiring, I say I would much rather hire a personality type that fits in well within the organization and teach that person skills than try to grab someone who already has all the skills and try to teach them personality so they fit. So, you know, mine a little housekeeping, dusting that person off a little bit. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> Very good. Well, you know, that that makes uh, for a good mentor as well. You know, when, when somebody is looking to 
return to the workforce traditionally like that, you know, they need to realize this is um, equal. You're looking for a right match, not you're just hungry for a job. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not one way, you know, maybe even put that out there. If you feel like you're lacking a, a few of those skills, like, you know, I just need a little dusting off by the right mentor, kind of put exactly. it on them, you know, are they the right, are they strong enough to handle that yes. as well? I like Absolutely. that. So tell me about you. You have a podcast as well. Tell me about your podcast. Do you, uh, do you talk to other nomads? <laughs> People who have taken Not really actually. as well? Well, it's interesting. Just to add one last little tidbit about that. Now, mine was different, right? It was a nomadic journey. I decided to do that. But where I believe this also applies is there are a lot of women that I know personally who have taken career breaks because they had children. And so they had young children, they left the workforce and started back in the workforce and immediately were into their heads and concerned that this was irreparable that they because they came back starting again a lower position lower pay but with the, the idea that well you know i left at this position i should be able to just re-enter at the same position and it may not be possible because of the time that the person was out but just to keep in mind that hey it doesn't matter. Stay focused on yourself. Stay focused on the fact that you had skills. You just need to brush up on those skills and you can very quickly go back to where you were. And it, it it's that because I've seen it, they come back into the workforce and they get discouraged and then they get into their heads about how am I ever going to get back to where I was? How am I ever going to get my career advancing again? And trying to balance as well, usually taking care of small children while trying to advance the career. And so it, it's just keeping in mind that no, you can and easily will recover from it as long as you stay positive in your mindset and um, identify what you need to uh, brush up and just go go down that path. So I kind of just wanted to add that, add that because I've seen it so much. <laughs> no, that's a good, that's a perfect example because it's much more common also, mm -hmm. you know, women returning to the workforce after yes. raising children. I mean, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm actually very much in that position. I've been, I started my business with a, a baby in my arms, you know, now they're exactly. older and I'm like, you know, I'm running my business, but it's not necessarily full time anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, 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 I think to myself, you know, is it time for me to jump back in and I could still run my business on weekends because it's certainly not absorbing my my full time and my kids need me a little bit less. But then yeah. you do you do get in your head like, yeah. oh, you know, so I'm in my 50s, early 50s, but still I'm like, OK, I'm going to be competing with the millennials. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you know, what do they know that I don't know, which is probably a lot. But, you know, I, I also have assets in my exactly. experience that they don't yep. have. So, um, but yeah, you certainly get in your head. You're like, oh, mm -hmm. you know, I haven't stepped into an office mm -hmm. for a really long time. And now I'm yep. competing with younger people. You know, there's that ageism issue that also starts to creep up on you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's scary. And I would say that if it's viewing it not as I'm competing against, but saying, okay, what can we learn from each other? Because exactly. as you pointed out, you have a lot to offer, a lot of experience, but a lot of perspective. And what they may have, let's say, in terms of skills in understanding social media better or the latest whatever platform that all everybody's using, 
you bring in a lot of perspective, a lot of people skills that they need to grow into. And so you can help guide them in a way that only someone who has lived can guide them. Oh, I like that. Definitely, uh, you know, talk about your people skills because, you know, that the typical gender gap there is, you know, that we think millennials aren't as social as we are. And that, and that just has to do with the introduction of social media yeah. and and electronic devices. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm self-taught the generation yep. underneath me, you know, they grew up with it. So there is that difference, but it's like, oh, okay. Can you go in and, and control a room without any devices, without any presentation skills mm -hmm. and just use you know, your personality and your people's yeah. skills. So I love that. Those are great exactly. tips. Exactly. Uh, before we wrap, I do want to hear a little bit about your podcast. Yeah. Tell us about your podcast. Yeah. So I focus mostly on uh, tips for people-centric leaders. And so I release every other week and it's, I just go over various aspects of what it means to be a people-centric leader. And just to be clear, I take a very measured approach to it. So in my mind, it has to, to be a successful people-centric leader. Yes, it means look after the team. And it also means running a prof profitable business. Because if you're not running a profitable business, well, then there's no business. And then how are you going to lead a team without having the business part? And so it's really uh, lo looking at how those two things integrate and how we can have a positive impact on that next generation so that they can too, in turn, uh, go out and be better leaders. I truly believe in that ripple effect. I truly believe that uh, most of us have to work. Most people have to work and earn an income pay for, to pay for their mortgages and feed their families. And so if we can elevate the workplace and make it so that individuals feel that they can come as their entire selves and that they can grow positively, then they're highly likely to go in, back home or, or in society in general and treat others the way they've been treated and then pass that on. And I really believe in that ripple effect that once we start treating somebody better at work, then they in turn will take that back and treat their partner better, their children better, the, the teacher better. I don't know. And I truly believe that that expands. No, that's wonderful. Um, definitely keep your eyes open, be willing to learn from each other, especially. Yeah. So for our podcast listeners, of course, I'm going to include your information and in show notes Thank you. for our radio only listeners. What's the best way to connect with you? Uh, if somebody's interested in my YouTube channel, you can find me uh, at Jocelyn Morainers, all one word, no hyphens. And on LinkedIn as well, I'm there, Jocelyn Morainers, J-O-C-E-L-Y-N-E-M-O-R-I-I-N-N-U-R-S-E. And uh, I also have my uh, website, luxentus.com, L-O-X-E-N-T-U-S.com, and jocelynmorainers.com. Well, I'm everywhere. <laughs> uh, very good. Yep, we have to be these days, don't we? Exactly. So, Jocelyn, thank you so much for today's reset. Well, thank you so much. This was great. I appreciate it. And uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you for another 15 minute reset.